The next and last stop is Atlantic Avenue Barclays Center. Stand clear of the closing doors, please. lot of Nets podcasts. I mean, Oof. the only Net fans you know, the only what, the only Nets fans you know, at least they've got some self-aware. I mean, come on, Look man. Or are these guys? Welcome back to the only Nets fans you know podcast. I'm Peter. I'm joined by my friend and fellow Nets confidant, Charlie. Wow, Pete. I feel like deja vu, man. I feel like we just we were just here. I feel like you know it's been. You know, only a few days since we last spoke. It has. Down to uh, your prediction that we have an episode and then something big happens. It looks like it happened again. Every goddamn time. Anyway, what's the working title, Pete? The Partnership, a boardroom production. Good. Now you're going to get copyright infringement if... uh... If they ever pull that shit, good. Put it on you. Now, we're going to just jump into this episode quickly. This is like an emergency episode. All the other Nets podcasts are doing their thing, so we're going to do ours. All right. You kind of have to. You got to stay relevant. I guess you can call it the return of seven. We know about the request done over the phone. We know about the meeting in London, and now this past Monday... There was a meeting in L.A. with Clara Wu, Ty, Joe Ty, Steve Nash, Sean Marks, Rich Kleinman, and, of course, our hero and savior, KD. We've been hearing some rumblings during the week. The Grizzlies trade of draft picks filled. All of a sudden, Kyrie and the Nets were committed to each other fully. But then out of nowhere, you sent me a text of this presser. And I was completely blown away and shocked. Happy, but completely shocked. Out of nowhere, seems like. Wasn't expecting that. No. It sounded like the London meeting sucked. Do you want to read the the statement? From the London meeting? Or the the statement from the... There was no London meeting statement. (laughs) I was going to say, I'm like, I understand. I'm like, if there was a London meeting statement, it was probably like, patooey. Go F yourself. No. Uh, you want, you want, should I do my best Nets social media impersonator voice, or you want me to just read it? No, just regular voice. Go ahead. The following statement has been released by the general manager, Sean Marks. Steve Nash and I, together with Joe Sai and Clara Wusai, met with Kevin Durant and Rich Kleiman in Los Angeles yesterday. We have agreed to move forward with our partnership. That... All right, I'm taking you off from the reading and briefly quoting part, the word partnership. I'm highlighting that. That's... Key word in this. Okay, back to reading. We are focusing on basketball with one collective goal in mind. Build a lasting franchise to bring a championship to Brooklyn. It's underneath it. I want to tell you something, Pete. Underneath it, there's two logos. One logo is your traditional Brooklyn B inside the basketball. The next logo next to it or adjacent to it is KD's and Rich Kleiman Company, the boardroom. Very interesting. 
The word partnership, like I said, I highlighted that for a reason. Something's up. Something's gonna be announced soon. Or, what do you think? Or this is what I'm this is what I'm gonna be guessing. My guess is that if you don't put the boardroom's logo there, people are gonna still be like, well, Katie hasn't said anything yet. This is from the Nets. By putting the logo there, it's kind of like one presser, one voice. You know, it shows unity. It shows it was put out together, not separate. That could be it also. But a lot of people were like almost upset. It's kind of strange. I'm just happy he's back. So, I I don't know what to take on this, Pete, because I don't know who's winning here. Is player empowerment winning, or is the owner winning and management winning here? I'm not entirely sure. If this is a partnership, it's obviously two, these two sides have come together and agreed on something. So, for people saying, "Oh wow, these you know Joe Sai and Sean Mark stood their ground against these guys," these, you know. Kevin Durant requested a trade. They, you know, they entertained offers. None of those offers were anywhere close to what they wanted. The Gobert trade kind of fucked everything, supposedly, on this, by the way. Um, and um, that's pretty much it. At this point, they, Kevin Durant realized he's got no leverage with Brooklyn. He's got to come through some sort of an agreement. I feel like this might have been pre-planned before this even started. I feel like Rich Kleiman and Kevin Durant kind of had this business pitch idea to Josiah, and this was the only way to get his attention. Maybe that's it. I, I don't know. Dude, this is such a strange couple of months of that, like of the offseason. You know, uh, Bill Simmons said it best on his podcast. Thank you for the two months of basketball content to talk about on a normally but would be a boring offseason. It's really it's funny. A, yeah, it was mean, like meaningless content that they made. I'm like, I'm going to add on to this. I don't know if it's a business pitch more so than kind of a, a power move to try to get Rich Kleiman in, in the HHS offices. So then he has a more of a voice within the franchise. I could see that also. It's like you said, just very strange. The last time we seen anything like this was Kobe way back. Uh, just very strange, very strange. And you know what? You look at the roster. I don't know if you want anything else on, but looks like a pretty solid team. They have a couple more holes to, to fill out, but I'm it's just just shocking. Pete, yeah, man. I dude, I this is I was not expecting this news today, so I'm pleasantly surprised. But hey man, you know, I, I I'm i I'm tired of all the bullshit. I'm glad they can focus on something. You know, something can also change next week. Like Ben Simmons can just suddenly retire all of a sudden next week. Say so he's like, you know what? I want to be a nice dancer instead. Less pressure. I mean, would you be surprised if Ben Simmons quits and becomes pursues his passion of becoming a nice dancer? Yes, I would be. 100%. At this point, I wouldn't be surprised about anything, honestly. So now that KD's settled, the Nets can kind of start looking forward and seeing how they could fix up the roster and start making the quote-unquote last adjustments before the season starts. This is what I'm thinking. We know this. The Nets have two standard contract slots available. And they have one two-way contract slot available. David Duke Jr. got offered a qualifying offer for that two-way slot. Right now, he's holding out on that. He has not signed it yet in the hopes of having a standard contract be offered to him. 
He had a great summer league. He might actually deserve one of those standard contracts. But it would really help the Nets if he would take the two-way. So he could be used in the season, but we could still also add another veteran. So this is what we've been hearing from various reports, quote-unquote. We heard about Carmelo coming. We heard about Dwight. We've heard Boogie Cousins may be coming down. There's a lot of good veterans still available. A lot of great veterans that are looking for a chip and just might come to Brooklyn on a vet's minimum just so that they could have a chance at winning a championship. Markeith Morris has said to have some interest in joining us and the Nets supposedly have mutual interest. Very, very, very interesting. Hoops Hypes Michael Scotto named Tristan Thompson as a name to look at. Nets are going to wind up having a lot of options when it comes down to the last two standard slots if they choose to add veterans. I, with the center position, I think you can't go wrong with any of those guys because you know that this guy's going to be the backup. I would assume would be the backup. I don't think you're going to be using these guys as heavy starters for 40 minutes. We know where Claxton is at. But we know Melo, you know, what he could do. We know KD likes him. And could you, honestly, could you do worse off the bench than having Melo be, get like a get a bucket or two, get a bucket or three, bucket or four in close games? Or do you go with someone who's going to be giving you more defense? But keep in mind, he will take the minimum if he's going to come here. What do you think? For a team that's probably going to need defense, I don't think Melo's going to help us. That's, that's a fair assessment. He could be a stretch That's four. That's my only assessment of it. He could be a stretch four. Is he going to be Paul Millsap again? I don't know. You tell me. I, what is no he going to do for us? Be James Johnson? No. No, I think he's... What, what, what is he going to, what is he going to be? Seriously. I think he could play an active role in the bench. Where is he right now? He's a free agent. I know everyone's a free agent. No, I know. But where, I'm saying you... Where is he? I'm, no, I'm, I'm saying that in more of a broad question. Where is he right now in his career in, in that sense? Like, I, I don't know what you're getting with Melo. The guy's, what is he, f- almost 40? Probably past that. I, I don't that. know, man. I don't know. I don't, I think, Pete, I, I don't at think. At the end of the, move. at the last guy, just... at the end of the bench, you don't think that's a good move? 38, by the way. I'm sorry, man. I think the Nets need a little more um, youth in their offense. I like to see Dwight. A lot of people are, are picking Boogie Cousins, and I understand that. But I like your assessment that it would be interesting to see and be try to back down Dwight. I don't think Dwight could cover him, you know, along the three point line. But still, I think you need a big body, even when you have, you know, the shooting that the Nets have. And they just, like I said, dude, they just don't. They don't. Have, it doesn't seem. I can't. You know, I can't rely on Claxton. And David Duke Jr. has limited time in the NBA. He's a point guard. He's a, I don't think we got to worry about him you know, doing too much um, against Embiid. But I, Dayron Sharp. I guess what you're saying. Dayron Sharp. I mean, who, who are you going to count on? Who is he going to play down low? I don't know. I feel like I we just, got plenty I, of time. Know, like, that's one quite. We got a whole training camp to figure know. it out. I think that there's going to be a sneaky good 
veteran type signing. I really, really do. I'm not sure from where, but I could definitely see that happening. Yeah, Tim Duncan coming out of retirement. Yeah. All right, guys. No wrap up today. So I'm just gonna I'm gonna try to end this quick. Follow us on the Twitters at Only Nets Fans Pod. Follow us on IG at the Only Net Fans You Know. Have a good day. Have a great night. Have a great commute. We got our boy back. We're ready. I guess we're ready. We're back in contention just like that. And wrap. What goes on, man, in the NBA? I just, I don't understand it. Like, how does this just go from one extreme to another in a matter of two months, and then everyone's just going to go into training camp like it's normal? doesn't make any sense to me. But it's the NBA, man. It's the best reality show in television. <laughs>